This sports social podcast is brought to you by BetVictor, where live streams, smart stats, and in-play betting can help you make your best bet yet. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Hi, everyone. What's up? Chelsea fans, I hope you're all feeling good. This is Xavier Mbuyamba, and you're listening to the Blue Day Podcast. Enjoy. Hello Chelsea supporters, here at the Blue Day podcast it gives me great pleasure to welcome this individual on the show today. He made 140 appearances for Chelsea, scoring 13 goals. He won three trophies at Chelsea, winning the second division championship in 1989 and the full members cup twice in 1986 and 1990. Here is Kevin McAllister. Kevin, welcome to the Blue Day podcast, how are you? I'm very good. Thanks for uh, asking me to come on. Kevin, pleasure's all mine as always. Um, just want to start the interviews as I have done in, in the past by just sort of going all the way back to the very beginning of your career. And in particular, who was your influences when it came to deciding to become a professional footballer? That probably starts uh, like when you're... And you're growing up right, right away. I mean, I just wanted to be a footballer. I mean, I didn't want to do nothing else. Football was what everybody wanted to be then. Um, but there's only so many that make it. So you have to keep um, working. And I suppose your your mum and dad to start with, who, who take you to training and take you to all the games every weekend. Um, I think people sometimes see that when players are playing like in the first division, the Premiership or whatever it is, it, it just happens. But Obviously, Disney. I mean, you need a lot of help on the way, and and I think my mum and dad were a big help, and my family were a big help to to get me like really started and try and get the dream to being a professional footballer. When it came to watching football on a regular basis, did you have any idols growing up as a kid? I just watched all football. I mean, obviously, there are different players, and especially the Scottish players that you that you would admire, but. Um, or players that played the same the same way as me, like sort of dribblers and things like that. But um, no, no certain individuals. I just like watching football all the time, whether it was at the games or on the on the telly. So that was basically football, football, football. Now I'd like to fast forward to the time when you did sign for Chelsea. It was in the summer of '85, and you signed from Falkirk in Scotland for. £35,000. How did this move come to be, Kevin? Well, I, I played for Falkirk 
who were um, the team I supported as a boy. They were the team I used to go and watch, um, and I and I signed for them. And I was there two seasons. The first season I did really well. I was I finished up goal scorer with eleven goals. We were only we were, we were a part time team, and um, the second season it, it didn't do as well. I had a couple, couple of niggle injuries, and then I thought, well, I might have got a move the first year, but um, not really to any specific team. It was just that I did well. So um, the second year I didn't, and then the season ended on the Saturday, and then on the Monday. On the Monday afternoon, I got a phone call from the Falkirk manager, Billy Lamont at the time. And he said, um, Kevin, he says, how, how would you like to sign for a London club? And I'm on the phone and going, yeah, Gaffer, that would be great. And he goes, OK, he says, uh, I'll meet you in the morning. We're, we're flying down, you're signing for Chelsea. And I went, what? You know, I was just, I mean, there was loads of London clubs, but not in my wildest dreams did I think it was going to be Chelsea or, or, or one of the clubs like that. And then um, we flew down, uh, Ian McNeil um, met us at the airport and um, took us to the training ground because that was, at that time, it was next to Harlington, it was next to uh, Heathrow. And then took us, right. into, he took us into Stamford Bridge and, and we went for lunch down the King's Road with Ian and then Mr Bates and came back and yeah, agreed terms and I signed that uh, that afternoon and um, that was me until I had to come back again for pre-season in July it was actually um, John Neal who was the manager at the time and then when I was in Scotland in the summer uh, John Neal had moved upstairs and John Hollins had got the job so I don't know if I was John Neal's last signing but I was I was probably not far away from being it. Uh, and I got I was a wee bit worried because I thought, well, I've signed for one manager and there's another manager in charge. But it ended up just I just you just had to get on with it. So and, it, and the, to be fair the first season it worked it worked out really well. What was your first impressions of the club and your new teammates when you did join first day of pre season? Um well before I left John, uh, Ian McNeil gave us um like half a dozen programs and uh, two or three editions of the Chelsea the Chelsea View at the time, just for me to look look at like and that which was which was which was good for me because we I mean, never never did Google or that then so um, and and I, and I obviously I knew I knew a lot of the players because they were they were uh, internationals and, and I knew I knew two or three of them that. No, personally, but I knew two or three of them that had played in Scotland. Uh, like, obviously, we part, Big Joe, uh, Doug Rugby, and guys like that. So I, I, I recognise them. I didn't obviously know them. But when I went, I went, when I went down, I was staying in digs with Duncan Shearer. And oh, yeah. um, the, the first week, we went away to Aberystwyth when they do the pre-season, uh, which, which was a which was a massive help because I get to know the boys really well then for that week over a week because well, you were training t- twice a day and um, having dinner together and everything so I got to I got to meet the boys uh, that week so um, that helped uh, that helped me settle in. Now on the podcast, the name Duncan Shearer hasn't been mentioned too many times. What stories have you got of your former teammate at Chelsea, Duncan? Yeah. Uh... I can't just. I was staying in Digsworth and uh, Amersham, 
and um, we, we, we I could drive, Duncan couldn't drive, I could drive, but I didn't get, hadn't had a car yet. I mean, we used to get picked up with Eddie Nidzwicky and Big Joe McLaughlin, because they stayed up, up that way. Hmm. Um, but Duncan was a, Duncan was a great lad. He was a, he was a, he was a good player. He just, he was probably unlucky because, I mean, you had Kerry and you had Speedo and uh, Gordon Davis at the time and his, his chances were, like, limited and he had to go away and go and play elsewhere. But, um, he, he managed to get a great career himself. Um, having had the education at Chelsea, it probably helped him with Kerry and, and Speedo and that there anyway. But he ended up getting having a, a really good career. But he was he was a he was a brilliant big lad and I got on really well there. Now you made your debut for Chelsea against Southampton in the league. Do you have much memories of your debut for Chelsea? Well, what happened was. Um, I hadn't been up there. I hadn't. I hadn't went home um, since I'd went in for pre-season, and I think on the Tuesday or something, I went in and I said to John Hollins, "Listen, I'm thinking about going up the road for the weekend because I hadn't been in any squads or anything. Uh, I'd been doing. I'd been doing really well for the for the reserve score and a few goals, and then he says, "No, you're not going away for the weekend." And I was a wee bit. I went, "Oh, why are you not?" And he said, "Because uh, you're in the squad for for Saturday." And well, I says, well, <laughs> I don't want to go up the road now then. So um, I know on the Saturday, um, I think um, I think Mickey Thomas failed the fitness test, so I was on the bench. I, I, I couldn't really believe it, to be honest, because it, then it was only one sub, you know, and um, Chelsea had a, like, basically the same starting 11 most weeks. And you, you, you were, I mean, you had a lot of players that were fighting to get one place on the bench, and and that was um, that was a big lift, lift for me to get on the bench so so early in my, my Chelsea career. And then uh, half time, John Bumstead came off with an injury, and I was um, on at half time. So I never ever had even any time to have nerves or anything. It was just um, and I come on and I, and, I, and I did well. And um, and then the following week we played Arsenal at Stamford Bridge. And uh, hmm. I, I, that was my, I got my first start that day. I think, I think uh, David Speedy was either suspended or away playing with Scotland. Or it was, they had to play Australia or something, and I think he was away, but I'm not sure if he was suspended. But anyway, I played, and we part played, and Kerry, and um, we, we, we managed to win 2 1. I think Nigel Spatman got the two goals. Um, so within a week, I'd come off the bench and, and Played against Arsenal in front of forty one thousand at Stamford Bridge. It was it was brilliant. And sort of further down the line, you did end up scoring your first goal for Chelsea. It was against West Brom in the full members' cup. Was you quite relieved at that point to finally get on the score sheet for Chelsea? Absolutely, because I was I mean, I scored goals everywhere I when I played like before I went to Falkirk with the club I played with, and then with Falkirk I got a few goals, and uh, I had a few chances for Chelsea, and I didn't take them, and I was getting a bit because I knew I could if I got the I could score, and um, and then I managed to I managed to get the goals, but um, it was never it was never really a big deal at Chelsea because because you had Kerry and you had Gordon Jury and you had uh, Kevin Wilson and Speedo, they they good like goal scorers on the team, so. Um, but it was always it's always nice to score a goal. It's, it's nice to make goals, but you, you, you like scoring as well. Gets your name in the paper. 
And following sort of with this first season, it was on the 23rd of March in 1986, Chelsea won a, a thrilling game at Wembley against Manchester City in the full Members' Cup final. What stories do you have of this game, where, where, albeit from the build-up to the celebrations afterwards? Well, we never had a build-up because we played Southampton on the Saturday at the, at the Dell and won um, 1-0. And we left uh, Southampton and we went straight up to London to the hotel to prepare, well, to get ready for the game the next day. Um, I think Manchester City played Manchester United. Um, so basically two games two games in two days. I mean, some of the managers and the players would, would um, go crazy if that was to happen to them now. So, um, yes. <laughs> we, we managed to um, we managed to go five one five. We managed to go five one in front. We played really really well. Um, Speedo got a hat trick and uh, Big Colin Lee uh, played. Uh, Kerry was injured and he got two and then uh, Big Doug Eden, he got to sell an own goal. So he um, yes. he um, he was pleased with that. <laughs> Um, and we managed to, yeah, I think they got, they made it 5-4 in about the third minute of the injury time, but um, the, the scoreline flattered Manchester City a wee bit because we played really well and um, we were delighted to, uh, to lift the cup. And was it, sort of leading up towards the game, was it of importance, not just to the club, but was it importance to amongst the squad that, yes, you're playing at Wembley and it's a chance for us to win some silverware because we weren't at that stage in the 80s competitive in the domestic cup. So how important was it for the entire squad to win this trophy? Yeah, I, th- I think it was important. I think we, 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 we were desperate to win it, but I think we were gone really well in the league of that year. I think we were in the top three or four in the, the division and then the Southampton game was, a, was an important game. Um, we managed to win that, but when all the focus went on to the final, we were we were all desperate to to win it, and I think the performance that day showed that we were we were really good. Um, and um, I mean, if you look at Chelsea in the last X amount of years, the full member Scott was just not, not even on the agenda. But I mean, for us as a group of players, a lot of us probably played at Wembley for the first time, um, and it was it was. You dreamed about going to play at Wembley, especially for me, maybe Scotland and England game, but just to get to a cup final. And Chelsea had a big support that day as well. So um, it was a a good occasion and one we really enjoyed. The next season, you didn't appear for the club in games until the October. Was there conversations between you and John Hollins prior to you sort of returning to the first team action about the lack of first team football and what in fact maybe John Hollins had plans for you at this period? I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, I think um, I come back looking forward to the season because I, I treated the first season as an absolute bonus because I didn't expect to make the appearances that I did. But um, things happen and you know, a couple of niggle injuries and then you didn't get in the team and... and Things just happen. It's, it's, you're at a big club. You have to just work hard and try and accept it. And um, but sometimes it doesn't go for you. But you just have to try and keep your head and get fit, and then try and get back in the team. And that's what I that's what I did. 
And it was around this time as well that you went back online to Falkirk. What was going through your mind at this stage of your career, knowing that you've, as you rightfully said at the start of the interview, that you signed for Chelsea? It was it was a, a quite a bit of a shock to your system, knowing that you was at Falkirk and all of a sudden Chelsea are looking to sign you. You've gone to Chelsea, you've won the full members' cup. And you've just rightfully put nicely that you had a a productive season, a good season. And then all of a sudden, you're then going back to Falkirk because of you need to sort of play first team football. Was there any sort of doubts going in your head about what you needed to do to get into the team, or was there maybe doubts about your long term future and thinking you might need to maybe move back to Falkirk or maybe find another club? Well, the, the loan to Falkirk come just after John Hollands had left. It was Bobby Campbell that uh, had took over. And he hadn't really seen, he hadn't seen much of me. Uh, right. But there was, there was you know, obviously, you, you, there was loads of things going on behind the scenes when just before John Hollands left. So um, he, was fall, he was falling out with senior players. And I think it affected the whole, I think it affected the whole, um, the whole environment. So, um, but the, the one where, um, I think it was about six six weeks in the season to go, and I, I hadn't played as as much games. Um, and I think Bobby Campbell basically um, he says to us like, "Fuck, I want to take you up on for the last six weeks of the season." They were struggling a wee bit as well, and um, he um, he says you have to go and you have to go and play games, and um, I'll probably get. I, I think I even came up to one of the games actually. Um, it says and. Um, We'll see how it goes, and I went. I, mean, I did. I did really well. I mean, I was playing. We're playing the top Aberdeen and playing Rangers and that. So, it basically gave me a. a it gave me a bit of a laugh because I got. A, I got my appetite back a wee bit again, knowing that I'm going to go up there and I'm going to play six games. It wasn't a case of, oh, you might start the game, you you might miss out the next next week. I knew I was going to go and play six games, and then, and then after the, the sixth game. Well, that's um, Chelsea ended up getting into the playoffs for the, the to stay up. They finished, you know, and I got a phone call to tell me to I was to get back down to London because I was going to be involved in the, the playoff games. Hmm. So I came back. I never started then. I think I was on the bench for four games. Um, I, I come on. I think I come on most of them. But um, I mean, the last one, the Middlesbrough game, when um, yeah, we, we got relegated. Um, and Gordon Jury scored early, and we just couldn't we just couldn't get the second goal, and we ended up getting relegated. And basically, just um, went back, went back home, and then come back back for pre-season. I actually thought I was going to get a move then because I because I did really well when I went up one. I know there were a few Scots clubs wanted to sign me, but um, there was no freedom of contract or anything that then you, if you, they could keep your registration. And that affected me a couple of times because I could have had a couple of moves, but um, Batesy was asking for sometimes too much money, you know. So um, I, I ended up coming back. I thought, I actually thought I, would, I was only going to be there for, I didn't even think I was staying. I thought I was going to go back, back home, but came back and Bobby Campbell basically just says, hey, just get your head down and work and we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens. And, and then that, that year we, um, we won the league and it was... It was 
I think going to the consequences of the Middlesbrough game, I think we played the first six games behind closed doors, if I remember. Yes, there there was a few. And also, uh, obviously talking about um, the season in the second division, we actually started quite badly. We didn't yeah. sort of start off well. I, I remember doing the research to this and I was watching the season review. We lost to Blackburn at home mm-hmm. and they, we were sort of struggling for form a little bit. Certain players weren't sort of playing to their maximum, so to speak. But just to touch on a little bit on the relegation and we've had some players on the show in the past that were part of that side. We've had Pat Nevin on the show a couple of months ago, Joe McLaughlin. We've had Steve Wicks as well that has mentioned it and even... Uh, Clive, Clive Wilson as well. There's been rumours from outside the dressing room about why the team went down and certain issues between management and players. But in your opinion, Kevin, for someone who was there front and centre, what do you believe the reasons were for that particular team to go down? Because we've had it on the show from ex-players and even supporters who I've spoken to. That team was too good to go down. If you look at the likes of when we Kerry Dixon up top and even someone like Tony DiRigo that was playing in the side as well. In your opinion, Kevin, what what do you believe that was down to the fact that Chelsea went down to the second division? No, there's there's, there's no way that team should have been relegated. There's no way that team should have been anywhere near the relegation um, place. Um there was there was a lot of things going on behind the scenes um, that did help. Uh, I must admit that um, certain certain players and certain um, um, well, we had two man we, we we ended up having two managers. Uh, I think Bobic took over in I don't know March or April or no, no, yes, not. Yes, he took March. over late that season. Yes, aye, um, I, I, had, I don't know how many games he had left because I, I was away for such a you know, I was away for a, I was away. Well, I played six games in Scotland, so I come back from the. So, um, I think the the last game that was the day they got the they get into the playoffs. But there was a lot of things. But even at that, the, the, the players you've just mentioned some of them. I mean, up front you've got I mean, Kerry Dixon, you've got Gordon Jury, Tony Dario, Clay Wilson. They were all brilliant football. Big Joe at the back, and um, Johnny Bumstead, a, a diehard Chelsea player, like brilliant, and other players like that. They should. You should never have got relegated, but you, you have to take your medicine. And, and to be fair, the, the, the club took their medicine and then from the bounce straight back. But that should never have happened. Well, you've mentioned the season after when we was in the second division. That was the season, really. That stats-wise, you completely made that position your, your own. You know, you you was able to play more games, and it was when. You flourished. There was a change in management, obviously, as you mentioned, with Bobby Campbell. What were your thoughts on Bobby as a coach? Yeah, I, I like Bobby. I got on really well with Bobby. Um, he, um, he had a laugh and a joke with the boys, and I used to like like wind them up and things like that. And he, he used to, um, he, he sometimes used to say, I, I'm only putting you on the bench, he says, because you make me laugh. <laughs> I said, oh, cheers, Gaffer. <laughs> and, um, I think he was serious. I think he was serious. <laughs> but I just felt like I was. Uh, I, th- I think um, I felt that um, I would get my chance, and because um, normally, I mean, 
I think me and Clive Wilson um, were in the same boat, really, because whenever there was a whenever there was a bad result, if we had played on the Saturday, it'd be either me or Clive that would get left out. Like right. the following week, if there was going to be a change, if it wasn't me, it'd be Clive. If it wasn't Clive, it'd be me and me. I used to travel in with Clive to train, and then we used to we used to <laughs> we used to joke about this like. Yeah, who's going to get left out this week than me or you? And, was, and um, we were always right, but um, I, I think that season it was 46 games. I think I was involved in 42 of them. But um, there was one game which signed um, the, uh, um, the Dave, Dave Mitchell. And uh, I had been involved in most of the games. We played Plymouth away. And um, I wasn't on the bench. Dave Mitchell was on the bench, and um, I was gutted that day. But um, Gordon Jury got injured, and um, so the following week we played uh, Oldham at home, and I was back on the bench again. And we drew two each, but I come off the bench and I, and I did quite well. And then I played in every game after that. I played in the next six, next sixteen league games after that, hmm. um, which is a Probably the longest running games that I, I, well, I played, and then it was a, the difference was I was turning up on a Saturday, knowing that I, I'd probably be playing or I would be playing because I was do, I was doing well, and then it makes a big difference when you know you're you're part of the team and you 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 think you're going to be playing every week rather than well I'll be left out this week or or no, and then as you say that start wise and performance wise that was probably my best season, uh, goal goal wise as well so making and taking so uh, I was really pleased that year I was really really pleased that year because it was after the club getting relegated we, we bounced back and I think we went on a something like a 27 game unbeaten run until we lost at Leicester which was uh, some achievement really and there were some interesting results as well in that when we <clears throat> went up to Main Road and beat Manchester City it was sort of basically the title decider and we ended up <coughs> beating them in their backyard but we ended up getting back into the first division and as, as you've mentioned that you felt you were starting to perform well but more consistent what strengths do you believe that you had that you was able to show in the team that perhaps you maybe didn't at the at the start of your Chelsea career because as you say you was playing ev- near enough every week at this point you was either creating or scoring goals did you feel that your game was getting better because of the fact that you felt more settled and more happy, basically, playing week in, week out? I mean, you just feel part of the team. You feel, although I'd been there three or four years, you, you were always, a, apart from maybe my first season, although I never played every week, I was, I was there or anywhere, but you just felt part of the team. You just felt, I mean, it's you, you maybe got to... You might go somewhere in a, in a midweek and you're the team win, but you're not on the bench. You didn't get on, or you're in the squad, but you, you didn't. You didn't feel this part of it. Is I know players will say, "Ah, you." Got, but unless you're playing week in week out most of the time, you never feel part of uh, the, the when the team win. You you want the team to win, but you want to be you want to be playing. You want to, you didn't want to be a a sub or a reserve. You want to be playing every week, and that spell. Um, just after the old on game when I when I when I started the next game and I, and I kept my place for the, the rest of the season it was it was it was, uh, it was just great turning up knowing you've got to play and, and supporters probably 
hoping that you're playing because you're you're doing well. You know, it's not like oh, I wonder if he's playing today. It was like oh, he'll be he'll be playing today. I'm looking forward to watching him. Um, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a great feeling. I never player will tell you that. I just t- touch on that again. The game that you mentioned, the Manchester City game. Um, that's probably one of the best performances uh, that I played in for, with a Chelsea team. You know, that was three nothing going on, eight nothing by the way. Um, Tony Dorigo scored that uh, that goal, <laughs> that goal for their corner. <laughs> it was like the Alamo running up the pitch. It was absolutely fantastic. And, uh, I think that, as you see, I think that was the day that we, we knew we were going to win the league. It was, it was a fantastic, it was a fantastic performance that day. You know, well, our massive travelling support as well made it even better. Yes, because I'm just looking at the research of it now, and you had Kerry Dixon had scored. Kevin Wilson, who's also been on the podcast, you know, he was a vital part of that promotion side. And as you say, Tony Dorigo, and he he's even mentioned it to me, the fact that that run. He he could do it maybe five times out five ten times over, and the way that it sort of lined him up with the shot, he it was just sort of all worked out well in in that game. And bearing in mind that was near enough the two best teams in that league that season. Yeah, Tony's goal was amazing. I think Tony got a few goals that season as well. Mm. Uh, he was a great striker of the ball, Tony, and um, he got some he got some vital goals as well. And, um, Graham Roberts at the back, we chipped in with his penalty kicks and that, and um, we just had a brilliant, we just had a brilliant um, team. It was not just like I know Kerry probably got twenty-five as he usually does, but Gordon probably got twenty, and Kevin Wilson got eighteen to twenty. We just we, we had goals, goals on other pitch, and um, we just blew the league away once we got going. We just had a bad start, but after that, we were just we were frightened. And do you have any particular stories of? The last home game when we was able to lift the second division championship and players had Bobby Campbell on their shoulders and sort of parading around Stamford Bridge. Do you have any stories of that particular day? No, really. I'm just uh, because we had won the league and we were just basically waiting for the the last game to get the trophies and the medals. It was just, um, <clears throat> I think, just just. Because a, a year earlier we'd been standing on that pitch after after being relegated, and then for, for a year later you're, you're you're walking around the pitch, your trophy, your medals, you're celebrating with the supporters, and um, I mean whatever. I mean Chelsea, Chelsea shouldn't be in the, the second division or whatever it was called at the time. They should be in the top league, and um, we managed to play a part in getting the, the back up, and obviously now when. Uh, you see what they've achieved since then. It's it's just good to watch. And good to see. Now the eighty nine ninety season. You started the first three games of that season, and then it was after the game against Charlton where we lost three nil. You unfortunately was was out of the side, and it wasn't until I believe it was October that you you was back in contention. Did you have any conversations with Bobby Campbell? within that period as to why you was out of the squad or did he give any indications of what he had planned for you? No, not that time because in the Charlton game I got injured, I'd done my ankle so I was out for, I was out for six weeks and because um, I'd started the season quite well and then I got off uh, we played Charlton at uh, Selhurst Park and um, I, I went over my ankle and I, I, I got a sore one actually and I was out for um, I think it was a bit uh, it was about six weeks, and that's when 
I just got fit again and I was just getting back in. Um, right. So I never, I never really had a conversation about that, but um, um, I had a few conversations with him, but um, uh, not at that time because I was, I was, I was injured. That time. Right. I see. I see. Because you came back against, um, it was in a League Cup game against Scarborough. Uh, which famously we lost three two, and that was a game where I've, I've I've spoken to players that played in that game, and it was a case of we don't know how we lost that game. Do you do you remember that game well? I don't remember it well, but we shouldn't have lost it even. Um, but that's that was Chelsea then. Chelsea, you just sometimes you, we, we threw us we threw a result like that in, and it, it happens. Um, but um, I, I can't really, I can't really recall that game very much, to be honest. With well, it was that particular season, the eighty nine ninety season, where we did win the full members' cup again. We beat Middlesbrough at Wembley, and Tony Dorigo scored the goal. It was in hit it top left corner. Do you remember that game well? You know the fact that Chelsea just recently came back up from the second division and. They're back at Wembley again, and ironically enough, they beat a side that a couple of years later they lost to in the league playoff. Yeah, I think that was I think that made it better. It was um, Middlesbrough because they had they had basically relegated us, and um, we had them in the, that final. I think there was I think it was about eighty thousand there, and there was a there was a big big crowd there, and tremendous atmosphere, and it wasn't it the greatest games probably, but uh, when Tony lined the free cup up. Free kick up and put it in the top corner. It was, uh, it was a brilliant moment because we, we were quite strong and I, I, we I think once Tony scored, I thought we we, uh, we 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 played well and we, we didn't give them many chances and um, it, it did up. It was a, that was a great day because uh, after winning the league, we, we managed to get another cup. So that was um, that was good for all the lads as well, getting another visit to Wembley and winning the cup. And was there perhaps a conversation between? Amongst the amongst the squad, amongst the lads, about the fact that you've been back at Wembley again, you've won the full members' cup. Was there sort of an indication that perhaps if we were able to kick on, we could perhaps be more competitive in the league and maybe sort of do well in the domestic cups? Was there sort of a a, a squad meeting about what we can achieve going forward? I don't think it was a squad meeting. I, I, I'd imagine the manager and um, would maybe see, come on, lads, we've, we've got the players to, to go to, to do better in the leagues and, and obviously the cups. And, but I don't think it was a squad meeting, but um, that all comes, uh, you've got to keep strengthening the squad and um, things like that. And then um, I think they did. I think they brought they brought Dennis in and they brought uh, Andy Townsend in as well. And so yeah. um, I think that, that was the... So... Laterally, they started to they, they started to, to to strengthen the squad because a lot a lot of the players for 1991 was near enough. A lot of the players that got relegated brought them back up and then played in the the full member final as well. So mm. um, I think a bit of freshness and, and if I right, I think Bobby Campbell. I think Bobby Campbell left in 1991 and Ian Porterfield got the job, didn't he? That's right. Yes. Yeah, um, and then I got a had a well, we Ian Porterford who who I got on really well with, you know, and um, when he was assistant to Bobby, we got got really well, 
and then he basically issues um, that because um, he'd been main manager, he was looking to freshen things up. And um, if I could get a, if I could get myself a move, he wouldn't they, even they stand in my way. Um, and just as that, my 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 old club folk had come back in for me, and then and I ended up leaving to go back home. So, um, but to be fair, Ian was Ian told me. I mean, he never threw me out the door. He just said, um, "Try to freshen things up. If you if you get a chance to go, um, go." But um, I think by that time, basically, I thought it was time to move on anyway. So um, I wasn't. I enjoyed my time, but I, I probably could have left. I probably should have left before the '89 season. But I'm, 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 in a way, I'm glad I um, I didn't move then because they. Uh, Managed to win the league and then get to get to Wembley again. So, like, probably um, ended Chelsea on a on a on a high rather than if it would have been a on a low. And you mentioned the move to Falkirk. That was in the summer of '91. <laughs> was there any other clubs potentially linked with you? Because as you you have you know, mentioned that you was perhaps looking to move on. You felt at that time it was probably best for your career that you felt that you needed to move and you put it right that Ian Porterfield said that he was having plans for other players. Did you have perhaps any doubts in your mind about, well, maybe I'd rather stay or was it just a case of, no, I've made my decision. I think it's best to leave Chelsea. Yeah, I think it, I think it was the best thing to leave. I think um, the new manager comes in who had worked with as an assistant. So, he, he knew what I could do, and as I say, I got on really well with him. And I mean, if I'd stayed, he wouldn't have. He would have. If I, if I was, um, if I was um, going to get picked on merit, he would have picked me. It wasn't that. It wasn't. He was just. He maybe he maybe felt that I needed a wee bit. He maybe felt I needed a wee change as well. So um, it can work both ways. Um, if, I, if another couple of English clubs had come in, I don't know if I might have stayed in England. But when folk had come for me, they'd just been promoted. Um, and I just felt it was it was a it was a good move for me at the time, and and I went back up, and then and then two years later I got a move to Hibernian, so um, it worked out well. I mean it was a good move for me, and I ended up doing I ended up like doing really well up there again. So um, I've not, I've never had any regrets really. How you played and with you creating and scoring goals. Did you have a, a good connection with the Chelsea fans? You know, do you have any sort of particular stories of Chelsea fans sort of either coming up to you, sort of outside the ground, for example? What were they like when you was on the pitch? No, I thought they were fine. I mean, obviously, if you if you don't play well, you get you get the groans and all that. That's the same for every player. But I think I think um, when. Um, when I when I played to to, to my ability, uh, I think they appreciated it, and I, I mean I had a, a decent relationship with them, and used to walk, running out the far side of the benches and giving them a clap before games or uh, coming out at half time, and they, they would respond. So uh, no, I never, they, they knew uh, even if I was playing even if I was playing bad, I would still I would give hundred I would give hundred percent. I never gave up. I was always you know I was always fight my corner. So um, I think supporters appreciate that, and I think. That maybe helped me as well, but um, no, I think um, over the piece, I think especially the, the 89-90, the, 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 promote, the 89 promotion year in the full Members' Cup, I think, and they've seen, they seen a, uh, 
uh, a, a decent side, side of my, my performances. Well, Kevin is, would like to talk about now, um, sort of about more of the current events. And one in particular I, I would like to ask your uh, opinion on is VAR. Now, I've mentioned this to other players on, on, the, on the show as well, and they've given us their frank assessment of VAR. So, Kevin, just want to sort of get your thoughts on VAR. You know, are, are you a proponent for it, or are you one that would rather it not be part of football in today's game? Uh, if I was to, if I was to have, like, I would probably say I wouldn't want VAR. Um, I think um, if they, uh, fair enough if they want to bring it in, bring it in, but only for offsides or something. No silly wee handballs or things that happened two minutes doing the other side of the pitch or things like that. That's pointless. That happens in the game. It's always happened in the game. Clear offsides may be different if because uh, you know, they've got the goal line technology without VAR so that you could have something. Somebody could look at a monitor and say offside, right, get that sick. But I'm not sure about it because I think it takes a bit of the emotion away for the for the for the supporters on the terrace, and because if your team scoring, you're celebrating at the back of your mind, you're gone. Because VAR look at every goal, don't they? So you're um, you're wondering whether you're going to get the goal or no. And then every week there's VAR, VAR, and uh, I'm not. Uh, if I was to give my honest opinion, I wouldn't want VAR in the game. I would rather just leave it as it is, because it's probably swinging around the boots. You get some, you won't get some. I would leave it, but that's just my opinion. No, that's that's fair enough. Your your opinion is valid. I think that you know there are some people that are still partly against VAR. The fact that it's again somebody else's opinion while watching the game, and it should really be down to the ref. And yeah, c- c- certain players can see it from both sides. But just a couple of more questions, Kevin, before we do let you go. I want to sort of talk about today's Chelsea. Um, current European champions were doing quite well in the league. Have you seen much of them this season? Do you know, have you sort of followed their progress? And what have you made of certain players' performances this season? Um, yeah, I think I've, I think they've done. I mean, last season um, when you got the, the new manager in, and then they went, they went and won the Champions League. That was that was uh, an amazing achievement because. Um, you, you couldn't really see them doing that, but the new manager came in and got he got a he got a bounce effect off them right away and managed to to, to win that this season between them Liverpool and uh, Manchester City there are three clear best teams in the league, um, all different styles as well. So that makes it that makes it uh, very interesting. I mean, Liverpool with their, the way they play, and Manchester City with their keep ball, and Chelsea have just got a bit of but basically everything, I think. Um, I think the Lukaku signing is going to be good for them. So, um, and they've got a they've got a very efficient manager. So I think they're, they're strong in a few areas. The uh, boy broke through the, the boy Rhys James. He looks a right good player. Mm. Um, and I think I think they'll not be they'll not be far away for all the all the all the honours this year. They'll, they'll, they'll go far and probably. Them all, I think. So, I think it should be a good season. And you know, in the the, the big games, it's 
<laughs> could be a VAR decision that, that, that gets you gets you a result or doesn't get you a result. So, um, but I think they're looking really strong, and I think they've, they've got a real chance. And finally, Kevin, for this interview, and again, thank you very much for your time. How do you look back on your time at Chelsea? Um, enjoyable, uh, great experience. Um, when I was part, when I was part time playing with Falkirk, um didn't think for a minute that I would I would turn full time at twenty two. That's what I did when I went to Chelsea. The first time I was full time. Um, and the minute I walked through at the club, it was just well. When I got that phone call from my manager to tell me I was going down to sign for Chelsea, it was just like an unbelievable feeling. And I went down and spent six six uh, six years there. Um, met a lot of great people, a lot of good friends. Um, Magnificent support, magnificent support, uh, home and away. Away support was used to be absolutely amazing. You knew they were turning up their numbers and they would get behind the team. Um, and all right, a couple of dodgy seasons where injuries and no getting, good getting picked. But if you're there six years, that can happen. So I don't know. I, I accept that. That's part of the game. Um, but as a whole, I'm, I'm, I'm actually pleased with, with my time at Chelsea. And, um, I really enjoyed it, and uh, still like to see them doing well. Although since I've been away, I've not, I've not, I've not been back at any games yet. So um, I might have to come down and pay, pay, pay the lads a visit. <laughs> well, it'll be great to see you back at the bridge one day, supporting the mighty Chelsea. I've absolutely enjoyed having you on the show today, Kevin. And fa- again, thank you very much for being on the show. And hopefully, we'll see you down at the bridge sooner rather than later. Yeah, thanks for asking me. As I said, uh, this is uh, the first one I've done. So, um, And if I um, manage to come down and um, do a game, I'll give you a buzz and you can maybe buy me a pint or something. Oh, I will definitely do that. That's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> thanks very much. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Podcast Network.